Welcome to the Trinity Western Chapel Podcast. As a vibrant part of life at Trinity Western University, Chapel creates opportunities for us to engage with God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ through His Word, prayer, and worship. We're glad you're listening and hope that you encounter God's heart for you and the world. So last uh, Monday, Reverend Dr. James Silas introduced me that I am one of the pastors in Richmond Baptist Church, and I am from Nepal. And one of the things that I miss about Nepal is climbing high up on the mountain and gazing the bright and glorious stars, Milky Way uh, and the morning star, Venus. I do have some crazy friends. They go to the mountain, they take their telescopes, set up hours, spend hours and hours setting up just to see the morning star. And they told me that Venus is the morning stars that reflects the light of the sun. The morning star is one of the most beautiful sight in the dark sky. It is the star that outsigns all the rest. It is the star that announces the coming of a new day. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 19, uh, we read that Peter gives the reference of the morning star. Let's read that verse again. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. This morning star that Apostle Peter talks might possibly be a reference to Jesus. We know this from the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 16. Jesus talked about himself. I am, Jesus is the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. However, when Peter says we also have the prophetic message, it's something completely reliable. He perhaps means that the gospel message is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophets. Peter asks us to pay careful attention to the gospel message, which is contained in the word of the prophets in the Old Testament. In verse 18, Peter further tells the eyewitness account that Peter, James, and John themselves had on the sacred mountain where they heard God the Father saying, This is my Son, with whom I am well pleased. Now in the transfiguration, Christ Jesus was revealed in the presence of Moses and Elijah with bright, shining glory. Jesus' presence with Moses, Elijah, confirms of the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies. This vindicates that everything that was written about Jesus' birth, death, 
and resurrection in the Old Testament prophecies were fulfilled in Christ Jesus. A lot of prophecies were made about Jesus in the Old Testament. About 300 prophecies. They were written in the Old Testament about Jesus and they were all fulfilled in Christ Jesus. And there are some, there are many more yet to be fulfilled. You know, I came to know Jesus from Hindu backgrounds. Uh, in Hindu family, when a child is born, they take a child to the Hindu priest or astrologist and he, he study the stars and locate at what time you were born, and they write your prophecies on the scroll. I have a scroll about the prophecies of my life. None of them were fulfilled. But here, all those prophecies in the Old Testament were fulfilled in Christ Jesus. We live in this dark world. And those prophecies about Jesus, including about his second coming as judge and king, is a lamp in our dark world. This prophecy is yet to be fulfilled. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the prophetic message that we have now, is very powerful light that shines in the darkness of this world. One of the craziest things that I have done in my life was... Hiking on the mountain of Nepal for three nights alone on the mountains and the forest of Nepal. I did walk eight hours straight every day, then find a place to sleep at night in the forest. There was no electricity, no surrounding lights, so I had a little lamp. And I survived on the powerful light that would shine through a little jars of clay. The light would come from a little lamp was so powerful that it would push away the darkness of the night right away and keep me safe from the dangers of the wild animals. The Apostle Peter says that this prophetic message, the gospel of Jesus Christ is powerful that helps us to shine in the darkness of this world. Peter further says, we need this prophetic message until Jesus' second coming. Then after, we may no longer need these lamps and those prophecies because Jesus himself is the light, the morning star. In Revelation chapter 21, verses 22 to 23, we read, I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. The Lamb, it's, the lamb is its lamp. Therefore, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, Peter says, Pay full, pay careful attention to the gospel or the prophetic message until the morning star rises in your hearts. 
Pay careful attention to it until Jesus come back. Pay attention to it until your life ends. And you will see the morning star, Jesus face to face. In the first chapter, in the first part of 2 Peter chapter verse 119, the apostle Peter says that this prophetic message is completely reliable and useful, beneficial. All scripture is reliable because it is spoken by God through his Holy Spirit. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16, we read, all scripture is God breathed, and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. The Bible is very powerful because this is the spoken word of God. You go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, there was nothing, darkness. Earth was empty and formless. The Spirit of God was hovering around. And God created everything by speaking. Let there be sun. There was sun. And all the creation were created. Then come back to Genesis, uh, sorry, John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, uh, He was with God. Then verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. The spoken Word, the Spirit of God. It is very powerful. The spoken Word may build or destroy or harm. And the Bible was written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now look at the Bible. This Bible was written by 40 different authors in three different continents during the duration of 1,600 years. They never met each other. And they wrote by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And they all wrote about Jesus Christ. They, wrote about, they all wrote about the person of Jesus Christ. How did it happen? Because the Holy Spirit was speaking to them and they wrote about the prophecy, the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible is completely reliable because it is consistent from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. In the book of Genesis, there is a prophecy about Jesus coming, first coming and second coming in the world. Then yeah, in the Old Testament, all the prophets talk about Jesus. Then in the New Testament, Jesus arrives. Then he is coming back again. It is consistent. The Genesis talks about the paradise was lost because of human sin. And in the book of Revelation, we read the paradise was found. It is consistent. It is powerful. It is completely reliable. As the 27 books of the New Testament fulfills all the promises of 39 books of the Old Testament. The New Testament explains the person and work of Christ by showing how Jesus completely fulfilled 
the Old Testament. Now, we know this uh, story. Uh, when Jesus died and rose again from the death, uh, uh, you know the story of two disciples. They were walking on the road to Emmaus, and Jesus encountered uh, them, two disciples. They were very sad because they thought, our master is dead, now the game is over. They were very down. And Jesus appeared to them, walked with them on the road of Emmaus, and he rebuked their unbelief and taught them and showed them how the prophetic message in the Old Testament was fulfilled in him. Uh, let's quickly read uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 26 to 27. Jesus said to those two disciples, Was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning about himself. The prophetic message or the gospel has power to change people's lives. I see, I read, I hear every day people's lives were being changed and impacted by the compassion and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know the gospel of Jesus Christ changed the lives of people like Apostle Paul, C.S. Lewis, Ma Martin Luther, and so on. Last Monday, I talked to you about my friend. His life was changed. This prophetic word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, was great enough to change my own personal life as well. I was from a Hindu background. I had no idea about having a personal relationship with Jesus, with God. Because in Hinduism, they worship 33 million gods and goddesses. I used to believe in karma. If you do good things, good things happen. If you do bad things, bad things happen. I was living in fear and trauma and completely confused. On the top of that, I came from a very dysfunctional family. As a child, I did not grow up seeing a healthy marriage of my parents because my parents' addiction to alcohol, I experienced abused conflicts and fights in relationship. Moreover, my dad was an army officer. All the time he was away from home. I never got that uh, father and son uh, relationship, you know, like a little child holding dad's hand and crossing the road, playing in the park. I didn't have that. My, my life was going down. And when my dad got retired from the army, he could not control me because discipline and love goes together. And I was put in a boarding school again another trauma away from the family. In that school, I came to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I knew that God is my Father. I knew that I can have personal relationship with Him. And I gave my life to Jesus. My life was completely changed. I found joy and peace in my life. During holidays, I came home and shared the gospel of Jesus Christ, the prophetic word to my parents. After two years, they came to Christ. Then my father, 
He planted four churches. And several hundred people, they came to Christ. And I saw this prophetic gospel working, changing people's life. Churches being planted, people being impacted by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is power in this prophetic word. That's why Peter says, pay full attention to it. In the, in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 6, the apostle Paul also says, in the same way the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. So verse 12, Peter says, so I will always remind you of these things that you may be rooted and established in the truth you now have. The prophetic word, the gospel is beneficial for us because it talks about the second coming of Jesus. When we read that, we become ready, prepared to live holy and blameless life. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 to 12, Peter says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are people of God. Once you did not receive mercy, now you have received mercy. Then verses 11 to 12, Peter says, Peter urged us to live such a good lives among the pagans of the world so that they may see our good deeds and glorify God on the day of Christ returns. So pay full attention to this prophetic word or live out the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you may shine the light of Jesus in this dark world until the morning star who is Jesus appears to you face to face. This event of second coming of Jesus is very important to God and it should be very important to us as well. Throughout the whole Bible, everywhere you look, it talks about the second coming of Jesus. Therefore, full, therefore, pay full attention to this prophetic word as to a light shining in a dark place until the morning star, our Lord Jesus, rises in your hearts. Amen. Let us quickly pray. It's 11.30. I got to finish. <laughs> In how many minutes? Seconds. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this powerful gospel, the message, the prophetic word. Help us to pay full attention and apply in our life and produce fruits for your glory. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you are blessed and be encouraged in your faith life. Chapel happens every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. in the gymnasium or online at livechapel.two.ca.
You can also stay connected with us by following at TWChapel. Until next time, much love.